Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Chief Justice John Roberts famously compared justices to umpires at his confirmation hearing. Judges and justices are servants of the law, not the other way around. Judges are like umpires. Umpires don't make the rules, they apply them. The role of an umpire and a judge is critical. They make sure everybody plays by the rules, but it is a limited role. Now Roberts finds himself in the position of making sure that everyone plays by the rules at the impeachment trial of President Donald Trump, which he'll preside over, pulling the chief into the same role that the late Chief Justice William Rehnquist played at the trial of President Bill Clinton, but at a far more partisan time in our history. Joining me is Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Store. You spoke to Chief Justice Roberts when he was a mere lawyer before Rehnquist oversaw the impeachment of President Clinton. Yeah, that was back when I got to call him John. He was a very uh, successful private lawyer. And I just asked him because he's a former law clerk to William Rehnquist, and we hadn't had an impeachment in so long. So I asked him, how do you think that Chief Justice Rehnquist is going to be able to handle things? And he basically said, if anybody can do it, he can do it. Chief Justice Rehnquist had written a book on impeachment, so he knew as much about the process as anybody else. And he managed to juggle his dual duties. He was at the Supreme Court in the morning handling arguments and in the Senate in the afternoon dealing with the impeachment trial, and that's probably what John Roberts will have to do as well. As we've discussed many times, John Roberts repeatedly, when he's at lectures or Q&As, talks about how the judiciary is above partisan politics. And now he's going to be thrust in the center of the most partisan trial of our time, perhaps. How will he manage that? Yeah, it's certainly something he has prided himself on, uh, both himself and the Supreme Court not being, as you said, part of politics. It could be a challenge for him. It really depends a lot on how much he's asked to do. Back in the Clinton impeachment trial, the two sides agreed on the basic ground rules, and what they didn't agree on going in, they agreed to as they went along, and that meant that William Rehnquist really didn't have to decide all that much. That could end up being the, the same thing with John Roberts, but it could also be the case that he's being asked to to deal with a lot of questions. And um, while it's always the case that the Senate can override anything he decides, he's not the final word. Um, It may be that he feels a need to make a show of being even-handed and making sure there's a certain amount of fairness to the proceeding. I just wonder about his image. As you mentioned in your story, this is the first time that most people will have heard the Chief Justice since his confirmation hearings, and they're going to see him in this very political environment. I just wonder what that does to his image. Well, it could go either way. It could drag him down into it, or it could be the moment where he rises above it. You know, undoubtedly, all the members of Congress who are going to be before him are going to be acting in a very political manner. He may appear to be the one person in the room who's not thinking about politics. In that sense, one could imagine it could enhance his image. On the other hand, if he gets forced into making decisions, if he makes controversial decisions, there is some danger that he will be seen as taking sides. Chief Justice Rehnquist had a relatively light docket when he presided over the Clinton impeachment trial. What kind of docket is Chief Justice Roberts facing? 
it's relatively light in January when the trial is probably going to take place. So, for example, on the on the Wednesdays when the court is hearing argument that week, it's only hearing one each day. So it'd be easy enough for him to hear arguments in that case in the morning and go over to the Senate in the afternoon. The term as a whole, of course, is a lot bigger than that. And we've discussed some of those big cases, a gun case, they've got an abortion case, they've got sexual orientation and transgender job discrimination. And now they have the the Trump subpoena cases where members of Congress and the New York grand jury are trying to get Donald Trump's financial documents. So the big picture is that John Roberts has an awful lot of big stuff to, to deal with, but it may not be the case in January that he's got that much on his plate. So we know one thing for sure, and that is that he will not be wearing the robes that Chief Justice Rehnquist wore, which had gold braiding on them, a la Gilbert and Sullivan. But Chief Justice Rehnquist, other than that, took sort of a backseat role as a presiding judge. Is Chief Justice Roberts likely to do the same? (laughs) Well, yeah. So the one thing everybody remembers from the Clinton impeachment trial about William Rehnquist is that he had the four gold stripes on his sleeves. Those were inspired by the Gilbert and Sullivan operetta Iolanthe. After that trial, Rehnquist used a a quote from that operetta to describe what he did. He said, I did nothing in particular, and I did it very well. I'm sure John Roberts would love for that to be the case for him now. He is probably not looking forward to this. It puts him out of his element. He's going to have to be dealing with stuff that he's not at all accustomed to dealing with, Senate rules, having to make decisions on the spot. It may be that, especially if the senators end up with a bare-bones kind of trial where he doesn't have to do a whole lot, he can come out much like William Rehnquist did and say he didn't have to do a whole lot, but we'll just have to see. And he has presided over a so-called hot bench at the Supreme Court, but he's never presided over a trial. He has not. You're right. Sonia Sotomayor is the only one of the nine Supreme Court justices who's been a, a, a trial judge. So, yeah, you know, trial judges, unlike appellate judges, do make decisions on the spot. They don't get to go back and sit in their conference room and discuss with their colleagues how they're going to come out and then rule several months later. It'll be a new experience for John Roberts. Absolutely. He will have the ability to consult with the Senate parliamentarian. That undoubtedly will be uh, an important source of support for him. He'll have at least one aide from the Supreme Court, a man named Jeff Manier, who will be coming over there with him. He can use his law clerks if he wants to. So he will have some assistance, but it'll be a very new experience for him. Thanks, Greg. That's Greg Storr, Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.